What is up, Arizona high school basketball fanatics? Welcome back to the Arizona Small Ball Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff, and today we're going to talk all about Coolidge, man. Breaking news in the Arizona Small Ball scene, Carlos Coronado, the star that led Coolidge, in my opinion, one of the, the best player on Coolidge, most consistent player on Coolidge. He transfers to Arizona Compass National Black, the Dragons. What does this mean for Carlos Coronado? What does this mean for Coolidge? What does this mean for the 3A South Central? Let's get into it. Okay, so before we get into all this stuff, I just want to say a couple things that I really appreciate. I really appreciate all the support we've been getting from you guys. You know, the season has been over for a minute now, and there's still so many of you guys that are rocking with us. You know, there's thousands of you guys that tune into the podcast every single week, every single Monday. You hang out with us, whether it's on your drive to work or it's on your run after work or after school or when you're getting shots up, whatever. But... We appreciate all that, but there's so many of you guys that haven't written us a review. So if you haven't written us a review yet, hop on over to Apple Podcasts, go to Spotify, leave us a review, write us a review, let us know what you think of the show. You know we love those five-star ratings, but take some time out and do that. And then while you're there, go ahead and hit follow, hit subscribe wherever you're at, because so that way you never miss an episode, and that just kind of helps uh, the quality of the show as well. So... We're going to focus in on Coolidge and Carlos Coronado. And I say we're. Reyes is not here with me. Um, he is uh, He's bailed on me once again. Actually, he bailed on me for a really good reason. His girls graduated today. So we can give it up for Emily. <laughs> Big shout out to her. She's one of my former students, and she was one of the best for sure. Uh, so I'm, I'm out here flying solo right now, but it's all good because the topic that we have here is just freaking awesome, man. I say it's awesome. It's actually kind of sad if I'm being for real. Carlos Coronado transfers from Coolidge, and he transfers to Arizona Compass National Black. I'm going to miss watching Carlos Coronado in a Bears uniform. In my opinion, so I watched Coolidge play, I don't know how many times this season. I watched them play too many times. Super impressed with them and with their program and with how their their team and their squad does things, right? Just just high-level athletes, super competitive. Coach Glasgow does a great job with his team. But the kid I was most impressed with, it wasn't Braden Gant. It was Carlos Coronado, a sophomore who, in my opinion, was leading this team all the way into, I think, when they entered into the playoffs. They were like a number three seed or something, and I might be wrong on that, but they really only had one slip-up towards the end of the season against Ben Franklin. They had that huge win against Valley, even though Valley was shorthanded. But Carlos Coronado, he ends the season averaging about 11 points per game, three rebounds per game, five assists, and three steals per game. And those numbers might not, like, blow you away or anything, but Carlos Coronado was the leader of this squad. He was level-headed. He was their defender. He could pick up and get in people's shorts. I really just enjoyed, like, just genuinely, you know, as a podcaster, as somebody who's covering all these games, you know, like, you pick out players that you just, you love their style. You like how they play. You're rocking with them. And that was Carlos Coronado for me. So I'm super bummed. To see this, it's exciting because it's great news to talk about, right? We're going to get into it, but, like, 
just for starters, it's a bummer because Arizona small ball scene is losing one of the best in Carlos Coronado, a great athlete, high-level competitor, and just a great all-around basketball player with great skill, everything. I'm, I'm going off way too much right now, you know, but he is a great player. Now, what I heard, and I, you know, I'm looking through my comments right now because this kind of shows the dedication for the podcast, right? Me and Reyes have a saying, it's called do it for the pod. When things get kind of dicey and things get kind of hard, it's just like, hey, do it for the pod, man. And it just means like, hey, screw everything else. We got to do it for the podcast. This is most important right now. And I literally saw the post that Carlos Coronado did that he was transferring to Arizona Compass National Black. And I saw that post. I messaged Carlos. We, we sent a couple messages back and forth, just, just a few. And I was shocked. And immediately, like 10 minutes after, I made, me and Reyes made a post. Reyes posted it. And I am in the studio recording like an instant reaction just like right after all of this stuff happened. So the dedication is off the charts. And I just, we got to talk about this, right? Like this is a premier player and a premier program in Arizona small ball on the three day. And I'm looking at some of these comments and some of these comments are kind of like one of them in particular is kind of bashing, you know, it says this only makes me appreciate small towns that don't transfer, don't do recruiting and still show up and compete well. And that was like, that wasn't where my head was at at first. At first, my head was like, oh, he must have transferred, like, because he just wanted a better situation. I had heard rumblings that he was going to transfer, but I didn't know why. Through doing some digging, and this is just in the last few minutes, I found out that he's he's pretty old. And he, I think he ran out of eligibility, and this is the reason as to why he had to transfer. I, I, I was talking to a, a, a parent coach that knows this situation, they were saying that uh, he's older than um, he's older than like some seniors. Like he's just he's pretty old, so he aged out and he ended up having to transfer. From what I've been told, the information that I've been given, and you know, so it seems like this is a pretty great move for him. You know, like if that's the case, like transferring over to AZ Compass is going to be awesome as far as exposure wise, as far as you know competition wise he's going to play against some really high level players and athletes going to have a chance to compete for a championship and I mean from that standpoint I'm super happy for Carlos Coronado again I'm super bummed that he's leaving the Arizona small ball scene and that he's so old that like I wish Reyes was here because I think this would be a good little back and forth thing but I wonder why he's so old if uh, if that's the case, you know, and I keep saying if that's the case, that is the case because that's I was given really good information. But regardless, let's just start with this, okay? Because Carlos Cornell transfers. What does this mean for Coolidge? Right? I there's some people that have been messaging me ever since we put that post out saying you know Coolidge is done, they're, they're finished, you know, they, they got no chance, and we can even talk about this, right? Let's think about the two years that Coolidge has had. They potentially, and I think way less this year and way more last year, like in the previous year, so I'm talking about 2021 to 2022 season, they had two opportunities to compete for a state title, particularly in 2021-2022 when they had um, – when they had all those players, right? They had uh, how is his name escaping me right now? Um, 
I know his Instagram tag. It's MJ one of one or something. Uh, dude, there's no way that I'm forgetting this name right now. I'm going to get it right now. They had Mark Clegg. There's the name. They came to me. I knew I was going to get it. And then they had a bunch of shooters and everything. They still had Braden Gant. They still had Carlos. You know, they had all of these pieces. And we've talked about this so much, so I don't want to beat a dead a dead bear, right? But I, they had a really great opportunity to win that state title game. And then Caleb Shaw happened, right? This year, they still had a really legit squad. They had shooting. They had a ton of size, way more size than, than some of the teams that they were facing up against, if we're being honest. And they come out against Monument Valley, and they don't have a good showing, and their season ends in a really disappointing way. Not just for them, but like even for me, I'm a huge Coolidge fan, right? So that was super disappointing to see their season end like that. And I think every other Coolidge fan in Arizona that's listening right now would, would agree with me. But they had two seasons back-to-back where they should have been able to truly compete for a state title. You can make an argument two years ago they should have won a title. Like They, they were legitimately that close. And now what we're looking at, especially with the exit of Carlos Coronado, we are looking at an extremely inexperienced Coolidge team that does not have a ton of size, and they have a lot of they have a lot of holes to fill, specifically in scoring, right? Let's just talk about some of the people that they've lost from last season going into this next season, right? So the number one, they lose Carlos Coronado, right? We already talked about his stats. They lose Miguel. Uh, six points per game, two rebounds, 1.4 assists, two steals per game. They lose Drew Madrid, right? 12 points per game, three rebounds, three assists, two steals. They lose Namagabe, right? <laughs> Something kind of funny about this. So, like, I watched Namagabe play, and I didn't know how to pronounce his name, and I didn't want to go into the Namagabe thing because I felt like I was going to be wrong, and if I was going to be wrong... I didn't want to be wrong that way. So I called him Name Gabe for like the whole first half of the season when we talked about him. And I heard one of the announcers being like, and there's a Namagabe. And I was like, well, I've been saying that wrong. But they lose Namagabe, who was a really great piece for them. I mean, made a ton of plays that don't go on the stat sheet. Only averaged five points per game, five rebounds, and one steal. But this kid just made plays. He was your classic hustle player, almost kind of like a Dennis Rodman type vibe. Uh, they lose Viola, uh, only three points per game, two rebounds. Uh, they lose Braden Gant, right around 20 points per game, eight rebounds, three assists, and two steals per game, and also two blocks per game. Uh, they lose them, and they lose Hubbard, who wasn't like a massive impact player. But that's everything that they've lost, and everybody else who's coming back. You got Burkez, who's coming up to be a junior. He averaged three points per game. He only played in 11, in 11 games last season, right? Let's look at even that, 11 games. You got Nelson Jr. coming back, played in 11 games, averaged three points per game. Jordan only played in 18 games. Uh, Jones played in 17 games. He's coming back, averaged two points per game. And then Reed coming back, played for, he's going to be a junior. He played seven games. You get what I'm saying. Right, the the ones that have the most experience coming back are probably going to be Slaughter, McWilliams. I'm going off of games played here. You know what I'm saying? 
It would be Slaughter and McWilliams, and Slaughter and McWilliams average six points per game between the two of them, right? They average uh, five rebounds per game between the two of them. So what I'm trying to communicate, I think, is clear that Coolidge is, is not returning a lot. And I think if you have a Carlos Coronado, you feel a little bit better about it because you have a point guard, you have a leader. I think of Fountain Hills, I think of Scottsdale, I think of Valley. You have someone that can play the point guard position and that they have some experience. That takes your young squad to the next level almost immediately. It makes such an impact. But to lose Coronado and then you have all of this youth coming up, like who's going to play point guard? Who's going to be their aggressive guard? Now, here's the thing. I'm saying this, and if you're a Coolidge fan, you're like, well, and you're even a player, right? You're like, well, I'm going to step up and do that. And fans would say, well, this kid's going to step up and do that, you know? I get that. And there's kids on this roster that for sure can make a huge impact in the game, and they'll have to. But the cool thing about this, and we'll get into this in a little bit, but opportunity is the name of the game for Coolidge this next season. I don't think that, uh, I'm going to say this, a championship is not really a word that comes to mind when I think of this Coolidge team, whether that would be a conference championship or that would be a region championship. I'm just saying, right? Um, it's just the word that comes to mind is opportunity. It's not really success, right? All these young kids, they're going to have an opportunity. One of the comments on our Instagram post said this, it's time for the young ones to step up. And I 100% agree. Do they have the ability to? I, I do think that they can. But as of right now, am I putting Coolidge in my top 10 for the preseason top 10? I'm not. I love Coolidge to death. Maybe that's like a scary hours thing. But these young kids are really going to have to show. And, man, I feel crazy not putting Coolidge in the top 10. Crazy about that because of everything that they are, everything that they've been. And Coach Glasgow is going to do a great job with this young core, you know. But I just – I'm not ready to put them anywhere near the top 10 at this point. They've got to prove it, right? And I'm looking at, I'm thinking about this too, right? What does this mean for the 3A South Central, the most loaded region in Arizona small ball, right? Let's just list these things off, right? ALA Anthem South, ALA Ironwood, Ben Franklin, Coolidge, Florence, Gilbert Christian, Globe, Santan Foothills, and Valley Christian, right? That thing is freaking loaded. You could take the worst team on that squad and they're probably still going to be, you put them in a different different region, and they're going to compete really well in whatever region you put them in, right? So here's the thing, which is crazy, right? Coolidge won the 3A South Central because they beat Valley there, you know? So Coolidge wins this 3A South Central. Do I see them anywhere near that this next season? I don't. I could be wrong, man. And you know what? I'm going I'm to quote Reyes here. I hope that I'm wrong. I hope these young kids in Coolidge just come up and Coach Glasgow works with them in the summer and they're just, they got some younger kids coming up even and they're just back. You know what I mean? Like that would be so cool to watch and to follow and to talk about. I just, I don't see it right now. And, and that's going to be a big thing for Coolidge moving forward into this season is proving not to, I mean, maybe to themselves, but 
but they got to prove to their region and to all these other teams we're playing against that, hey, we lost all of our all of our impact players from last year, but we're still here. We're still coming, right? Teams that I would put probably above Coolidge looking at this, right? So in this region, if I'm if I'm thinking about next season, Valley Christians obviously won. I'm looking at this now after after this. Second would be I'm between Gilbert Christian and ALA Ironwood, probably in that order, right? And then after that, I'm probably gonna put like a I'm probably gonna put like a, a potentially a Ben Franklin, uh a Florence, a Santan Foothills, Coolidge. It's kind of between all of them. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying that all of those are going to be better than Coolidge. I'm just saying right now I see cool I see Florence probably being better than Coolidge right now. I could be wrong on that. But I see that. But I see a Ben Franklin, a Coolidge, a Santan Foothills all kind of being in the same league if that makes sense, you know. And I think a big thing is just going to be separation. You know, Ben Franklin did you lose a really good kid in Malachi Sanchez, you know. I mean, he was a stud. But they and they definitely lose some other kids, but they do return some kids and they got some things going for them a little bit. They got some size and they got some athleticism, you know, and Ben Franklin's just really well coached as well. You know, that's a that's a legit thing. You know, Art Dye does just a great job over there. Coach Dye does. But when I look at them in their region and I'm going to say this, too, dude, if I'm Valley Christian, I'm freaking pissed, dude. Like, I, I'm mad about this because Coolidge is like. I don't know. I'm not going to say that. I mean, it literally made this is this region a little bit weaker, but Coolidge is such a great competitive program to go up against. And you never want a premier matchup that you have to be have a down year. You just never want that, you know. And Coolidge is going to be there next season, you know. And again, I might be wrong, but I don't I don't really think that I'm far off in saying that. And you know, I I feel for coach for coach Glasgow because these last two years he's had some really cool opportunities and they just haven't been able to, you know, realize that and to really get there. But, but you know, all of us would have wanted to do. So that's all like the negative, right? Like I, I'm starting negative. I usually start with positives. But now let's go to some positives, okay? Because, you know, if, if I'm looking at it from just like a, an analyst view, like I think it's mostly negative. I, I think it's all negative, right? Like it hurts the 3A South Central. Small ball loses a really great kid. It hurts Coolidge, all that stuff. Coolidge Florence is probably still going to be a, a lit game, though, if I'm being honest. That, that's super cool. But I will say this. If I'm looking at it not from an analytical view, I'm looking at it from like if I'm the coach at Coolidge, if I'm Coach Glasgow, I'm sitting there like, okay, these young kids have an awesome opportunity to step up into a position that they would not have had before, right? There's certain kids that are going to take the spot of Carlos Coronado, and they're going to get better because of it, right? In coaching, you can't just think about speed bumps. You can't think about roadblocks. You have to view all of those things as opportunities. That's one of my favorite things that my coach in college always used to say. When somebody gets injured, somebody is ineligible, and something bad happens, and you lose a player, he gets kicked off the team, you cannot view that as a negative. You always have to view it as an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity for someone else 
to step into that role and get better. And that's that's really what Coach Glasgow has to do. And this whole Coolidge coaching staff is gonna have to do. And I think that they I think that they will. You know, it's gonna it's it's way easier said than done to just take it as, yeah, you know, like I'm like I'm positive and you know, there's gonna be like opportunities. But I think that they're gonna be able to do that. And I think they're gonna be able to do that because they kind of have to, right, with Coolidge. So all in all I think Coolidge is, man, I still remember that video I posted about the bear after they beat Valley, and it was like the bear boxing and all. It was so awesome. I love it when the bears are good. Ever since I've been here in Arizona, the bears have been solid. Let's just kind of look at this, right? So this year they are 17-1. and one. That's obviously all of these stats are from AZ Preps and like all these records. So they're not going to have, um, like, all the tournaments involved here because I'm just going quickly. 2021-2022, uh, 17-1 overall, right, with a trip to the state championship. 2020-2021, the COVID year, they're 13-2 and two overall. Like, that's tough, right? I'm not keeping track of doing math of all these. But the last down season that they had was literally 2019-2020 when they were 6-11 and 11 overall. And, like, from that point on, they've just been tough. And that was a down year. And then the year previous to that, they were about 500 in 2018-2019. They were 500 the year before that. So they've been on, like, a really good three-, four-year stretch where they've been not just competitive, but they've been, like, a premier program. So ever since I've been in Arizona – They've, they've been pretty relevant, you know. I wasn't following them too deeply when I first got here. But since I've really been paying attention to everything, Coolidge, the Bears, like you just, they're a tough squad, you know, and you can't ever count them out. I'm going to say this, though, for this season, this is going to be, I know that as coaches we hate the idea of a rebuilding season, but this is going to be an opportunistic season. How about that? I changed that up, and we're not going to say it like the rebuilding. We'll say it opportunistic for the kids for the coaches and I just yeah on the one hand I am excited for the opportunity for the kids on the other hand I am sad because I'm going to make a prediction here for Coolidge I think for them I could see them being right around 500 or maybe a little bit better than that next season I think best case scenario best case scenario they win the title right like that's what we're talking about but excluding that Best case scenario, I think they're they're a little bit above 500 and they're competing well against teams and these young guys are really stepping into their role. So that's my little take on Coolidge, man. Uh, I I see it. Um, I see positives and negatives to it, but I think I think mostly I see a lot of negatives to it, man. But Carlos Coronado, we will miss you in the Arizona small ball scene, and I'll never say your name again. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I probably will at some point. Um, but hey, uh, Arizona Compass. You got to know this. You got to freaking steal, man. This kid can ball. He can hoop. He will make any team way better just because of uh, of his presence. So uh, thank you guys so much for tuning into the Arizona Small Ball Podcast, and I will catch you next week.